one final time. A host whose sexual charisma is off the charts. Dale underscore A, welcome back to the show one it's final a, time. It's uh, great to be back. Thanks for having me back. It's a, it's a real pleasure. And... Uh, I could uh, welcome somebody else back to their own show one final time. <laughs> Slim, welcome back to the program. Oh, God. Last episode. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, God. Listen to that. The Enforcer. Four vertebrae. Remove. <laughs> i give you my spot. People listening right now have no clue what that music is from, but uh, listen to that. Listen to it. Listen to that wimp, that wah-wah pedal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. This is the Paper Keg Show, where three dear friends started something six and a half years ago. There was a fourth friend, but he's dead. God rest mm, his soul. God, 101 episodes in. He bought the farm. <laughs> you know, it's all, it's not easy to create a podcast and burgeoning friendships and have your friend just kind of croak hard. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. that's probably the worst thing <laughs> that could happen. Yeah. But we have, you know, when you have a friend you call the enforcer, Dale underscore A. Hashtag hard crook. He, makes it easier on us yeah you know i was uh, like if anything i thought i could i could be the guy to kind of like keep us focused to not think about the negative keep us boosted up yeah you know (laughs) whether i had four vertebrae pulled from the back of my neck or not and then i'm i'm sitting here you're cradling me and i say it's a privilege (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a strange inside joke to WCW Nitro. <laughs> Arn Anderson and Kurt Hennig, the Four Horsemen, Baltimore Comic Con, right around the corner. We'll be throwing up the Four Horsemen sign to randos down the streets. We don't give a hoot. Look for us, but <laughs> if you if you don't see us in our paper keg shirts, and know know that we rep the Horsemen. I <laughs> Dale has his four fingers up and it's killing me. I imagine us like going to the diner or where the pub, whatever the grill, our first stop Wednesday, and the waitress or waiter comes over. We're just standing there, yeah, looking dead eyed at him <laughs> with our with our four horsemen hand up. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I almost had a mini stroke. Did you say we were going on Wednesday? Did I say Wednesday? I meant Friday. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I don't have those days off. But this is the final show. It's all been leading to this. We had a running joke that Jonesy always wanted to do criminal. Uh, many For like 299 ago. episodes, I feel like. And we're finally doing it as our book club. We're doing a comic book again. Probably only our second or third 
comic book book club in like four months, I feel like, maybe. Yeah, it's weird uh, going back to the pot and yeah. doing something that we haven't done, you know, maybe once or twice as a as a back matter or a special episode, we do a comic and here we are, mm-hmm. you know. Um, in rea- reality, though, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we're doing it because it's nope. episode 300, but... 300. It's the first, it's, it felt good to do a comic episode again in, in almost a year, probably. Gosh. Feels like six, you know. All right. Yeah. So I gotta Absolutely. ask you, let me blindside you with my first surprise question <laughs> for you both. Ready? He's got like a script in front of him, I feel like. Three comics or movies we didn't get to that you wish we would have covered. Oh. Only Dale would get the sound clips at the last episode. Fuck you! Oh my god, Dalton. Dalton. Uh, was that Andrew rips at his throat? Or was, what was that? That was, uh, he already whipped it. He already had. <laughs> oh, maybe. Well, did he see him across the lake and he's like cursing him out, I guess? Maybe? Yeah, he saw him across the lake, looming over his second story porch. I feel like Dale has his, has all the hits queued up in some kind of watch later playlist, and he's gonna be running through. Them. Oh, God. Uh, let's see, three movies or comics we didn't get to um, oh, in our weekly format that's being retired. Name three. Name three. Name three. <clears throat> so people, you know, people ask me. Jonesy. That's been a running joke for 250 episodes. Go ahead. How come we've never done Saga? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The number That's one a book one. of the last 20 years or so. Don't look that up. I just made that up. Saga. I still wanted a good one. We didn't, we never did Heat. I would have loved mm. to sit and, and drink, you know, some ice water and watch Heat. Maybe a coffee. Oh, coffee. Yeah. You? Yeah, I drink coffee now. That's real. No, you don't. I swear. See, this is how do you take it? How do you take your coffee, Slim? Episode three hundred. Uh, Peel back the kimono. That's I, another one. Open well, the kimono. There's probably you know these probably these coffee bullies out there that are they're like getting uh, their yeah. foot on the table, ready to let's not jack. It. Maybe we should go into it. <laughs> maybe we should. Let's save. Maybe we'll save that for like Baltimore when you know I'm getting barraged. About how I make my coffee. Yeah. While I eat my Papa John's. Can we, st- let's do a hard stop. <laughs> Your here, Papa John's coffee. <laughs> That's a great question, Jonesy. Uh, I, I, I would definitely say Thor, God of Thunder. Mm. Uh, mm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it turned into a bit of a meme, yeah. an audio meme there at the end, but uh, it was very good to me. Cheese, um, what else? Movies. Or comics. You know, the problem is I'm so far removed from uh, comics. comics in general that I can't remember because I'm feeble-minded. Um, How about Jonesy, re- I can't, Jonesy revealed in the Slack that he just read a recent comic book, the Paper Gig Slack, I did. that you I can mean, be invited to if, I mean, you're, if you're so inclined. I uh, had just watched the Defenders and was on a daredevil kick. 
So I caught up on the CO man's run with Ron mm. Garney, and it's really good. Mm. In my opinion, really good. I, you know, I got S'd on a little bit in the Slack for, you know, you just, I think uh, Karate Chop things. said it best. It's like the Thunderdome in that Slack. You just mm. can't put out an opinion. <laughs> or someone will literally just uh, eviscerate you yeah, there's and use their entrails as a blanket. There's always someone waiting. Actually, I think Catcher, oh, yeah. Catcher called it uh, Thunderdome. Catcher, good analogy, Mont Frere. <laughs> yeah, Catcher just like was look, witnessing from afar, and he stepped in it, and I think he had to pull back out. I mean, yeah, he's just like in uh, that slack. If you if you mention something you like, I mean, you might as well be tied down to the stockades and de-pantsed while uh, you get rammed, rammed from behind by something. It's like that uh, that wintry they morning. It, they try to wedge it inside of you and make it as uncomfortable as as possible to enjoy things. Hey, here's a callback. So they get in Whatever there and they, I... and they, they oh, sorry, up Dale. behind you in the back <laughs> The front of their thighs meet the back of your thighs, and who knows what they're what they're exactly doing, but they're forcing it, whatever it is. I didn't mean to interrupt your vision quest. I apologize. <laughs> Never interrupt Dale's sexual vision quest. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't I learned my lesson in 300 episodes? I feel like whenever <laughs> I message in the Slack... I'm that car on the wintry morning that was in front of Red Mike D or behind Red Mike D. And I feel like at any time I send a message, Red Mike D might be waiting for me to run off the road so he can cheer on social media. In, inside uh, uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall, I tried to find that tweet last week. I think he deleted it after we <laughs> razzed him so hard on it. I don't know. That, oh that would, that'd be my favorite single tweet of all time. I know. To be I honest. Was, I was ready to post that in the slack for some reason so th- we talk about the slack if for whatever reason you're not for new listeners or, <laughs> we're jumping in 300 you can be in you can join the slack there's some kind of i feel like they should have like some kind of link you can we can just click a, a share a link or something but if you want access talk to matt hh on twitter you gotta go through him yeah yeah what about what else uh dale any other books or movies uh or jonesy uh, this is going to be super obscure, but I thought the three of us would have taken Masters of the Universe to task, and it would have been a great episode. Oh my god! You know what I mean? Holy crap! I feel wow. like Dale would have parted his kimono for some Courtney Cox obsession that he had in like the late eighties, early nineties. Like yeah. I feel like that episode we could have mined that property for a great episode. I think that was a definite missed opportunity. I don't know. Yeah, you might be right. Maybe we should have done uh, Cliffhanger, something like that. Oh, something something like it. that. Oh, Jeez. You know? You know? Jeez, a Pete. Uh, Maybe six months from now, after we do uh, uh, The Rock. The Rock. Oh, my God. The Rock. Jade Angelou. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I must have hit the uh, replay button in the truck like <laughs> five times after you said that last episode. Because <laughs> I was looking for Well, John, I best we, guess we better get back, huh? They're waiting. What a movie. 
great movie. As far as yeah, a, I, I, a comic, there's got to be a comic in there. Uh, I I, I want to think. I want to think like maybe another one of the big boys. You know what I mean? Like one of the maybe the must reads that we didn't get a chance to do. I don't think we ever did fables. Not that I had a strong desire to. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I don't think so. I always Same. wanted to get like more butt deep in the Conan. You know what I mean? Like Conan yeah. stories. Kurt Not Busek. the actual person. Did we do that one. Yeah, we did the Kurt Busiek reboot. Was amazing. But I think we liked it so much. Like I would have loved to done an Akira style or a Summer of Swamp Thing style thing just for Conan. Mm. Conan, mm. whatever. Did we do Hellblazer? I can't remember. No, I think I, no. no. I thought never we did the first volume. Maybe we should. Maybe we should have done that. Maybe, maybe we, we did. Should have. Uh, maybe we should have revisited both. Hear me out. Transmet and scalped. <laughs> wow. The up and down. The up and down. Wow. The up and down. Holy smokes. I never want to revisit Transmetropolitan. Oh my God. Ever. I was getting ready to revisit Scalp. <laughs> but forget it. I just uh, took a big hot steamer on your olive branch and I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> You came up to me while I was tied down to the uh, the calf mating module, and you cupped up behind me with your front thighs and my back thighs. <laughs> uh, this one's got the explicit tag, too. I think like yeah. 10 out of our last 12 episodes have gotten the explicit tag, whereas none like uh, got them before. <laughs> the previous 288 were, were perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. Jonesy, what other questions do you have for us? Are you going to hold them until later? Uh, let's see. What There was uh, your favorite uh, or the person you wanted most to be a fourth host that we never got. Like, we always spitballed ideas to invite, and sometimes we just never got around to it. Who would have been the perfect fourth host for a guest spot, guest episode? Mm. I'll tell you who, in retrospect, did a fantastic job, Mr. Seth Breelove. Wow, that's Remember a, we that's had a, him off for one episode? That's a, way that's back, a deep pull. Back. Yeah, what episode number well. was that? Oh, God, now it's like 30? Call me out on it. No, 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 no. It was in the hundos. This guy's a big time director now. He is Writer, a time director, director, producer. Now. Seth Breedlove. One of the coolest last I names mean, in history. There's also the uh, the Lost Got a Young episode. Sorry, Dale, to bring it up on the last oh episode. Come on. God. I didn't mean it as an insult. I'm just saying it was a really superb episode. That was one of our greatest episodes ever. I will never forget in my mind's eye that episode about Southern Bastards. We should have done more Southern Bastards. We should have done this the year of Jason Aaron. Oh, frankly, year three quarters of a year at least. <laughs> Scotty gonna be in uh, Baltimore Comic Con. He is. He's gonna uh, sign on Saturday and Sunday. I actually have really? a print. I have. A, I'm only going to the con to get him to sign a print for me. I think you're absolutely lying to me right now because I check is he, fact is, check is, right is he now going on there the for air. The, the Ringo Awards because I think he's nominated and I know he was. Not sure if he was close or he really admired uh, Mike Waringo. I I couldn't tell you. Jonesy, where did you see this information from? 
Yeah, really. I want to say his Twitter. What? Tweet him right now as we're recording. Do you know he, he said Baltimore you. Comic Con? Because there's like eight other conventions happening in the three-week radius. Okay. Hang on. Check right his Twitter. Quick. Let's get and see if Jen's live on the air. Live, live on the air. Check. Who cares? This could be three hour episode. Who cares? Scotty. Both of you looking at Scotty's Twitter right now. Scanning. Settle an argument. It's taking us a long air. Slim. doesn't tweet that much. Says you won't be. Oh, I thought you were checking his Twitter feed. I thought you saw it, it on Twitter, so you're just scrolling through. It is. It is in the Twitter. Gosh darn it. Slim, now i got to do use the search option. Jeez. I'm not really super sure how to do that. I'm end I, it. I don't know if we should even put that on the air, even if he is going to be there. Let's just delete just delete the last 20 minutes of the show. Yeah, why don't I get the up show. and just walk out? <laughs> this is embarrassing. Uh, so anyhow. Uh, but, um, how about uh, getting karate on the show? We never, we never got karate. Oh, uh, that would have been amazing. Uh, you know, stay tuned. Later in the show, karate becomes the star of the letter segment. Really? Yeah, like five people. Met, oh, never mind. We, we'll just listen. We'll just listen to the letters. Um, you'll see. Though, listen. Yeah, what I was going to say. I don't know. Um, to the dear listeners who who kind who kind of wondered why we had we never had more. I mean, Scotty was was always a pleasure. Chuck Forsman was on, and he was amazing. Uh, it's just too hard to edit that many audio tracks together. Yeah, I, for a I think I might have voiced some yeah discomfort <clears throat> editing those episodes together. I mean, we have like a uh, uh, rep- repartee that has worked pretty well. Like it's almost like we know when to stop speaking and let the other person speak. And it's not charisma. Any fault of any guest hosts. It's me. It's hard and it's hard yeah, work man. to edit those it's, tracks. It's together, understandable. And I don't like doing it. <laughs> like you know, I mean that's part and parcel with uh the show like coming to an end. Some you know, if stuff's hard, we you know, we'll tell each other it's yeah. hard and I mean and, I think we always said, uh, if it ever became a chore, that it wasn't worth doing anymore, you know? You said that day one, Gen Z. I think you might have even said that during Underboss. <laughs> zero, zero, one. Remember the audio was so bad, we actually redid uh, Underboss, like at a later date? I do remember that. Might be the only time we did that. No, nah, maybe not. I can't We remember. did it for... The I'm, first two episodes we redid? Yeah, we did. Back to back. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of upset we didn't do a cocktail again. Again, oh yeah, that would have been. I amazing. mean, I, I, we suggested doing cocktail for the third time instead of born of the Fourth of July. I don't know what happened to that idea. Well, maybe after we I get past the episode, the obstacle of three hundred, you know, it's uh, like I right, wanted the to get futures ours. Yeah, yeah. You didn't want to waste. You don't want to burn one on cocktail. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to burn one on cocktail. It wasn't right. It wouldn't have been right. <laughs> you know, but with these sweet PK shirts. I mean, oh God, they are great shirts. PK Tom. Yeah. How many people are going to be wearing PK shirts during Baltimore Comic Con? I will. That might be all I pack, babe. 
cocktails. We're all, oh God, we're all doing the four horsemen hand gesture right now. God, it's all been worth it last six and a half years. They can feel it oozing through the car speakers right now. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for Baltimore. I'm excited. Yeah. Baltimore's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be, I mean, like, this is what we've built. Whether we wanted to build something or whether we meant to build something, this thing grew around us, right? This concept, this uh, structure, this family. And uh, I think Baltimore is like the ultimate expression of love for this show. I mean, I mean, maybe our, our patrons are the ultimate, ultimate expression of love. But... Yeah. Uh, I mean, this amazing the gesture that people are extending um, their time to us to hang out with us is is just frankly humbling. Make you humble. <laughs> Reminds me of that time we eviscerated Timo Thief in Slack. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> make us humble. So. Last question, and it can't, the answer cannot be one of the hosts because you, you'll just both pick Dale. Uh, best paper keg friend you've made oh over the last gosh. six and a half years, Jesus, Josie. You, we got a single. Mine's we, got, like a, we got a single people out. It's Josie because mine's like a nine way tie. So you just you totally recovered on that. It hit you like that? Yeah, I, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I don't know if I can. We, we can name one person, but I think. No. These people will name themselves during the letter segment. IMO. I agree. I agree. Unless somebody That's wants good. to name one person. <laughs> no, I no. Well, I now, never. now I'm definitely not. <laughs> I would never. No. <laughs> it was just another opportunity for us to name Karate Chop. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> so we know Jonesy's answer at least. <laughs> He's the right. man to cut the rope. He was going to let me die on that lake. Oh God! What a trip. Q316. Oh my god. It's been chilly in the morning, so it's been very reminiscent of that yeah. time of year. When are we going back? Q318? Q319? Kate. Kate, we have to go back. We have to go back. <laughs> Q318 by far. It's got to be Q318. Yeah, this year's obviously out. Who knows what 18 holds? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, you know, who knows? Quick little something, Q1, Q2, 18, just a couple of us. Right. But that's me dreaming. Right. That's me dreaming. Yeah, the dream. Should we get into uh, our book club? Man, I, before I forgot we about get it. In, before we, we really get into the letter. It's going to be a long show. Yeah. Finally, Dale, episode 300, he gets the longest show he's been itching for. People don't realize this, but Dale set up his equipment in bed. He's under the covers right now. His laptop's <laughs> next to him. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, I can't wait for it to be over. Then I, I'm just going to not move from this bed after this is over. All for the rest of my life. Right. I like dream. to think that, uh, now instead of Dale with his iPad up looking, trying to read a comic at 830 at night as he's ready for bed, it's like, I don't know what else, what else do you like, Dale? Like a, like a book, like a Kindle. And that falls and hits him in his face now instead of a comic. Pass the torch. Well, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be that soon because word on the street is they're taking Thirty Rock away from Netflix. So oh, what? Nothing left. I'll to tell do. you. In defiance, what? Katie and I watched the first two episodes last night out of just pure rage. Nice. We rage watched. Nice, Jonesy. 
Why I was folding the laundry like nobody's business. I don't know. Probably the contract ended. Deals mm. run out, you know? God. Sickens me. Deals do run out. Yeah. Like this deal. Mm-hmm. Speaking of deals being on the rocks. <laughs> if it gets quiet while people are listening, we're just <laughs> doing the four horsemen hands to each other. <laughs> just picture that. But it's a poignant moment between the three of it us. It is. We it's, are, it's we are like dialed into it. We're just looking at each other with like the intensity of a friendship that has been forged into solid steel. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, you know, let's just get up there again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you doing it with us? Drivers, listeners, commuters? Hold those four fingers up. You're one of us just now. Feel it. Mm. It's electric. It really is. Criminal Volume 1, Coward. Coward. <laughs> uh, Dale's cooking something up over there. He is. I He's, what it is. He, I'm, like, I'm minding mixing, my fingers. What you're doing is getting, getting the perfect audio board. Clip. His iPad 3 ready. <laughs> iPad 3, rest in peace after this show is over. It's going in the uh, recycling bin. <laughs> he just hit play, so let's wait for it about five minutes. We'll, we'll see what he's playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I'll just be ready at any moment for uh, maybe a uh, kiss by the sun to uh, blast in uh, <laughs> as I'm trying to uh, re- uh, tell about Coward. Uh, so the cool thing about Criminal is that it's not one arc. It's maybe Brubaker's um, best heist criminal ideas. Like you could definitely, there's a lot of Superfly and Serpico and Heat um there you go <laughs> oh god This was a good phase when we used to drop this in the episodes. Yeah, it was. Did that start with Hush? Batman Hush? <laughs> I can't remember. Can't remember either. This is a different version. I don't know what. Uh, she's going to hit it, though. I know she is. Karaoke Desiree. Oh. You kidding me?
song, honestly. It is. It's gorgeous. It, uh, I think it reflects Jonesy's love for criminal that we had in the work for 299 episodes. 299 years. But to great comedic effect, the ignorance has mm. provided over these 300 episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh this is God. the best part. Mm. Fetch me my long sword. I feel like uh, Dale and I should be looking at each other through a fish tank. <laughs> yeah. Jonesy would have uh, angel wings on. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo and Juliet for the youngsters out there. Yeah. Baz Luhrmann. God. How many years ago did that movie come out? What year was that? We were in high school, 90s, late 90s. Nine, 95, 96, I'd, I'd surmise. I'm going to look it up right now. Ninety-six. Mm. Just got a letter on the under the wire too right now. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Jonesy, tell us about criminal. Uh, I mean, dog day afternoon. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, uh, Criminal Coward. I mean, it's all in the same vein. Uh, Brew Baker's just probably love letter to the 1970s pulp grindhouse uh, heist era. Follows uh, Leo, the main character, is a a professional grifter slash uh, heistman, like the four heistmen. Uh, if you will. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, basically, he's recruited for the one last job scenario, the one last job trope. And, um, but like most Brubaker stories, it's character driven more than anything else. And you really pull back the layer of is a criminal 100% good or 100% bad? as um, Leo kind of navigates this world of crooked cops and uh, failed relationships and kind of picking up the pieces of the sins of his father, just this beautiful web uh, of, I want to say web of lies, but I want to say in a way that not maliciously, but the lies we tell each other about what life is all about. But the backdrop is a high school bad, you know, drugs, diamonds scenario where none of the players make it out alive. And the good part about Criminal is, you know, volume one is the perfect story. And then volume two is a totally different story. So it's uh, it's one of those rare titles where you're not going to follow Leo for 200 issues. You're, mm. you, it's, it's a day in the life of like what are criminals who are they what makes them tick uh and what motivates them to do what they do uh you know that that era of comics like that creator owned era 
I feel like Criminal is one of the touch to, uh, touchstones of that era that really kind of, for me, opened the door to what is there beyond the big two. Because mm. um, for me, like pl- I, we talk about Planetary all the time, that was superhero comics for me beyond the big two, and that kind of drew me into the world of, oh, there's another realm of superhero stuff that I already like. It's just a little to the left. And then Criminal came out, and I feel like Criminal was like, hey, dummy, this medium can do so much more than just superheroes. You know, books like Mouse, books like, you know, uh, I Killed Giants, like stuff we've already talked about. I feel like Criminal was the the gateway drug for me, which is probably why I held it in such high regard for all these years, because even though I'm sure some of it doesn't hold up, and for some people picking up the book for the first time, it probably doesn't do much for them because so much has come since that it's, you know, that is so much more bombastic. And this book has always been kind of subdued, but you you can't really replace its spot in my heart for what it did for me as a comic book reader. Criminal, volume one, coward. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it stands to uh, reason that this def- this this book definitely had that sort of influence on you when you couldn't wait to talk about it after uh, discussing it on episode one of the show. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> uh, it's obviously, like, had an impact because of that. And um, I think, for me personally, I mean, I've, I probably read... Uh, and read when when I was reading more for for the show and whatnot, Brubaker like so paced out so much that when I read read him again, I'm like, why don't I read more mm. Brubaker? Um, because as soon as like <clears throat> as soon as I got into a few pages, it's just like, man, this creative team has just got it in spades and they do like quality work and to know criminal is like one of their first, maybe their first, uh, team ups on a book. Um, I don't know. It was amazing. It's, it's amazing storytelling. It's, it's, uh, it really kind of like shows you that, you know, this kind of story isn't just saved for like those cool, uh, you know, nickel bin used detective books or something like that. Like it's, 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 there's a whole story in these pages. You know what I mean? A whole beautifully crafted visual, you know, heist story with some obvious, you know, twists and turns. It's, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. I'm glad I finally read it, Jonesy. It's very evocative for me of like, um, like a dime novel like even Phillips art in some panels feels like the cover of like an old detective paperback and Brubaker's Mm -hmm. writing like I feel like every story is a love letter to that era and I'm sure he grew up on it but it's like I feel like whenever I read Ed Brubaker in a story like this that moment in The Last Samurai where Tom takes the katana and asks uh, Ken Watanabe, what does it mean? And he says, I belong the, uh, to the warrior who, fo- who follows the old ways and the new. Like the perfect forging 
of both the 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 pulp era detective stuff and this new generation of fearless writers who can write about any situation and make it artistic. Ed Brubaker the is Katamna. the last samurai of comic books. <laughs> Bribs. Yeah, I mean, if you have been like sleeping on Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips' books, like you're in for a treat. There's so much stuff out there that they've done mm-hmm. that you're just going to slurp up. But yeah, I, like, I don't think I remember reading Criminal since it first came out. Probably the single issues. And I don't remember like anything of it, but man, it still holds up. Like it could have come, it could have been put out today. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Timeless. Yeah. Yeah, Because even the, uh, like the, the stuff that dates it just a teeny tiny little bit is like the cell phone stuff. But Leo doesn't carry a cell phone for obvious reasons. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't, it's not like, and his cell phones aren't such like a heavy, uh, you know, there are like old, you know, the pebbles, like old flip phones, but they're not such characters in the story that it distracts you at all yeah. um, from the story. It's just, it's a great story about this. I mean, it, it's such a fantastical world, right? These these heist movies where this kid Leo grew up watching his father and his father's friends uh, pool heists and pick pockets and crowds and move on to a bigger bigger things and that that world seems so foreign to me like it's not real but i mean it was it must have been real to somebody right like there's so many stories about pickpockets making a living the skeevy way of picking pockets that like it must happen and they you know these these people who do it probably raise their kids and teach them the art and so now it's this story, and now it's a lot. There's this living character, Leo, who who grew up around it and started being trained to do it when he was really young. And uh, his uncle Ivan is probably the coolest-looking character in a comic book I've ever seen when he was younger. Like, yeah, there's awesome sideburns. His dad and, had that mustache. Yeah, his dad had that kick-A mustache. And it's just like, it's such a fantastical story, but set in like a city like it could be in Philadelphia or New York. Do do they come back to um Leo at some point in the story in the series? Did you read the ending of volume 1? I don't think they're ever I mean, going to come back to Leo. I mean, it didn't look like he croaked. I know he was bleeding out. I didn't he didn't have X's over his eyes. <laughs> right? Yeah. I I and it's funny because before Jonesy smarms you to death it's uh <laughs> Razor blade knife of smarm. Uh, uh, did you read the ending, <laughs> uh, Slim? There was uh, the those special edition covers. It looked like like the third or fourth special edition cover of the of the re releases of the trades. It looked like Leo on the cover, but I don't know if it was Leo. It could be just some other guy with long right, hair, right? Balding, you know. long hair. You know, so I, you what, smarm I, what, me what I am to surmise episodes. I sparm you once back, and it's a clapback of epic proportions. What I can surmise is that Leo potentially dies in this book, and I didn't realize that he died. <laughs> uh, so I guess not. But the reason I was asking that is because he's talking about how his dad went to prison, and he 
reconnects with the daughter or not the wife of someone that died on his like last big job and they're working together on this job and she's a recovering addict and they eventually, you know, connect. Um, and she's like trying to get him to open up and he won't. And he talks about how like later he talks about like, yeah, you don't, you don't know why I'm this way. You think my dad killed, um, that guy that put him in prison, but he never continues that thought. But I, you're to assume that he did it, the boy, the son, and that his dad took the rap. Uh, but I thought it was fascinating that it was never really explained for dummy readers. Like you're kind of just to infer uh, mm-hmm. what he's talking about and why he like kind of abhors violence. I thought that was a very interesting uh, writing choice. And and through four probably four or five issues, it was like that. It was it was amazing how he was like so loosey goosey and like go with the flow about situations and like the one chance that he got when he murdered the guy who was uh, supposed to kill him, like at the at the drop of a dime, like the art and the and the the story turns on its ear and he like throws that bag of uncut heroin at that cop's face mm. and it, I forget what the line was he was like because I was afraid like basically par- but to paraphrase he's like I was afraid I was gonna unleash the beast again and he like threw that uncut heroin at that guy's face and shot him in the head like but it was like so amazing it was like now's the time you gotta wake up and and like you know it's over for you anyway you probably realize it's like over for himself so he might as well just start busting caps you know what i mean like it's a yeah, it, it's a violent book i mean that doesn't hold back yeah. in the no. violence you know he, he has he shares that moment with the the woman and you know they kind of have a fight when his, is it um what's his uh, uncle's name i want to say Vito, but it's not Vito. oh uh, is uh the kooky uncle um, the sideburns yeah, I, w- I wanted to say ivan ivan yeah 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 um, when Ivan like dies in the house and the heroin, like um, Leo freaks out and leaves and tries to get rid of the heroin. He leaves one of the packages of heroin there on the floor. And there's that page of uh, the female character, like the recovering addict who asked him to keep the heroin away from me. She's like standing there in front of it and you don't really know how she's going to react because she like lights up a cigarette and mm-hmm. she's still just standing in front of it. I thought that was a beautiful scene. Um, but she bites it hard, super hard, um, which yeah. I wasn't expecting. And moreover, she, which I didn't catch until later because Leo ends up having that final shootout with the, the crooked cop. And he's like, I knew it was you. Um, because of your, your cigarettes, it was your cigarettes. Mm. And I was like, what is he talking about? And I scrolled back and at first I looked to the daughter. I was like, did something happen to the daughter that I missed? And then I scrolled back again and I looked at the female, the recovering drug addict and she had dots on her face. So the cop put his cigarettes out on her face. Oof. Jeez yeah. Louise. That just, yeah. Yeah. And it just sent him like into a tailspin. I mean, that was, that was amazing because like in the beginning you were like in the beginning when he first infiltrated royalty's lair, 
mm-hmm. he could have almost like spared the cop because if he was a cop, maybe he didn't want that extra baggage or whatever. But then there's like clearly he's going to murder the cop too, and and that's because come to find out, his cigarettes gave him away the entire time. So I like how in the first like three or four episode episodes, uh, like guns were almost like taboo because uh, Leo certainly didn't want anything to do with him but the fact that he made off with uh, one handgun during the escape of the armored car robbery uh, it was almost like this thing of value that's got like maybe you know eight bullets left in it but it's so valuable and such a treasure that he could do like it changes his game basically it changes his uh, planning because of the fact that he's got this one gun whereas like you know uh, you know we watched just watched the Terminator where he goes into the gun store and he steals every gun in the store Uzi 9mm <laughs> yeah there's a wait there's a wait for these uh, automatics <laughs> you could take the rifle today <laughs> I, I thought about that guy because he that guy like d- He's in every movie, but he dies a lot too. That gun store owner. He's like in Gremlins. <laughs> Remember? Oh, that's where I could. That's where I was trying to place him from. I could not yeah. put my finger on it the other night. What a strange movie Gremlins is. Yeah, we never got to do it. Hulkster and second part. <laughs> the second movie was even weirder. <laughs> you got to watch the uh, Key and Peele sketch where they do uh, Gremlins Two Writers Room. You get <laughs> Sounds amazing. Really? You gotta watch it. It's hysterical. That's, that's probably also as hell. Uh, so criminal. I mean, Sean Phillips brings the brings the wood. I mean, the guys. Yeah. I mean, they're they're up there with Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale as like probably people that should be paired up for the rest of their lives, uh, mm-hmm. doing comics and uh, just the way. I don't know if the the colors or the way the inks are treated. His usage of lines, uh, because it's quasi inconsistent, I think really makes, really puts the pulp in these books. You know what I mean? Like he he yeah, doesn't absolutely. he doesn't stand on ceremony. He doesn't try to like try to recreate or replicate what he's doing. It's just mm-hmm. each panel is its own woven tapestry. I really mm-hmm. dig his art. That's yeah, all I had. Yeah, it's, it's great. And it it was, uh, I like this because the last, uh, I think the last we read or the last I read was the fade out. It got a little, uh, um, I think it got a little like paranormal or mm. like uh, not of this world. There was like demons in it or something like that. Supernatural. And, uh, yeah, supernatural. That's the word. Uh, thanks, Trinzy. Um, but this one was like awesomely grounded in just cool, just a cool reality of like low lives and heists and and a Mini Cooper in that. I wonder which came first. The Italian Job had to have come first, right? Like the remake. Oh, oh yeah, the remake certainly. Because this is like two thousand four or five. Uh, this book came out. What's the um book that they did together with like the Cthulhu character? Um, Fatal. Well, that was uh, uh, maybe no maybe yes. Fatal. She was the one who's been around forever. The redhead, uh, right? Yeah, um, that's a uh, 
Oh, that's a black kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, those episodes are paper cake nights. Oh, man, I can finally retire my drag. Never need to pull that out oh, again. Gosh. <laughs> and those books I, that we did for paper cake nights, those early ones. They were so good back then. Like, we just weren't filthy enough to know of any more books that we could have done. Because those books were depraved. I mean, outside of pornography. Dagmar. We were, like on, we were on the limit of, you know, mature rated adults only comics. And we we take one more step. We're into hardcore pornography. All right. Yeah. The Howard Shaken comics. One more step and we're it. recreating 8mm. <laughs> that right. guy. Right. I don't know about that guy. I wouldn't want to be in a room with Howard Shaken, I don't think. No. Yeah? He'd probably um. latch you down to some table <laughs> and put a woman's wig on and somehow come up and cup behind you with his outer thighs <laughs> and and... <laughs> Force your legs apart with his legs, <laughs> and he would probably be like so, like in Robin he'd Hood. Get, he'd get like, <laughs> <laughs> remember we did we we were gonna do Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and then we ended up <laughs> changing our minds. I don't think we ever talked about that. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right because I think. Did we talk about it? I don't know. We we might have announced it, and then we just said we changed our minds. But I, I watched it, and I was like, this sucks. Yeah. Bad movie. Uh, the uh, the score definitely mm. in, infinitesimally more awesome than the movie. I still love the movie, but, you know, for, like, nostalgic reasons. But uh, Did you rewatch it, score. or was I the only one that watched it? No, I rewatched it. Yeah, I thought I it was it too. I thought it was dreadful. Like I, I thought it had like zero redeeming qualities. As well, like, it doesn't hold up. Like, yeah, it really doesn't. Like, I remember as a kid being like, "Oh, like this, this action's incredible." The guy really can't shoot a bow. If you watch every time he pull, it's an effort for him to draw the he bow. He sucks. It's bad. He can't sword fight for s. You know, plus the main Azim. the the main villain just wants to like, you know, kill and rape pretty much the whole movie and the scene when he has her alone is so uncomfortable like and they had they made action figures for kids out of this movie i'm thinking to myself like this is the not kids movie whatsoever i yeah. think i had yeah. a robin a loxley figure mm-hmm. which looking back probably not appropriate for me to have right. what a dopey slipped on a rope now look at him shiver <laughs> That's that's the movie, right? Where um, what's the what's that guy's name? Uh, the main villain in that movie, the sheriff of Nottingham. The sher- sheriff of Nottingham. Doesn't he do that move where he like tries to separate her legs? Yeah, he, like it's does the split. That scene like stuck with me for decades. Like I don't know what age I was when I saw that, but I just mm-hmm. always remember that scene being like, "What is going on here? I shouldn't be watching this." Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Prince of Thieves, check it out. <laughs> Episode 303. <laughs> Did you really kill, kill a deer, boy? Hundreds of them. Oh, my God. Yeah, his his <laughs> accent floating in and out of that movie. Pseudo yeah, yeah. accent. <laughs> oh, oh God. my God. It's the greatest oh. movie of all time. Let's do it next episode. 
of paper keg. Waterworld. How do we never do Waterworld? Oh, wow. Waterworld. It's almost as bad as The Postman. Yeah. Waterworld is another one of those movies that was always on at my house because we had the cable to scrambler. So, like, on pay-per-view, <laughs> it, it was always on. And I was, like, I was kind of semi-obsessed with just the world. I mean, just the fact that it's a water world. I mean, like, it's like the plot or anything. I, uh, Street Fighter yeah. the movie was the descrambler <laughs> movie of my childhood. <laughs> oh with uh, Raul Julia as M. Bison. Man, that's another one on the list of never dones or should have. Raul Julia. I never always did, loved Never uh, did Time Vega. Cop, unfortunately. Time Cop. Maybe we should start a Jean-Claude Van Damme retrospective podcast. JCVDPK. <laughs> Can someone Photoshop him doing splits with our logo somehow? <laughs> <laughs> Under Siege. Oh, oh my man. God. Ryback. Ryback. Oh. Is he Ryback's on that ship? Tommy Lee Jones, a vision in that movie. <laughs> you know what I watched uh, recently was Men in Black 3. Ooh. Actually, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Is that the one where he goes mean... back in time? No, that's the second one. Uh well, Josh Brolin is the young yeah, yeah Josh yeah, Brolin because yeah, yeah. we we did the Men in Black ride at Universal sure sure and um James wanted to watch the Men in Black movies he'd never seen them so he watched the first one uh I put the second one on for him and he stopped watching and the second one was awful and then the third one came on and I was like yeah I forgot that they did the third one it's so odd that they did the third one the 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 story was like really clever I liked it <laughs> had a great ending I was shocked I think I really. Re- I liked the first one. I think I really liked it. It was like a big summer movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I had to be oh, a yeah, teenager, was maybe? Was it 98, maybe? 99 it came out? I just remember when the trailer for that movie came out, I thought it was going to be the X-Files movie because they did like the, they were panning over like weapons. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's the X-Files movie. And then it was Men in Black. <laughs> really? I remember when you talk like that in high school, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I also remember I'm trying to think of like other movies I saw when I was younger but I remember going to see Event Horizon and being scared out of my pants oh that was a great movie though when, that was uh, like one of the early scary movies I saw in theaters so when Sam Neill finally goes off his rocker in that movie uh-huh. like his yeah. uh, his portrayal of that guy is kooky yeah and this the people being like skinned Ooh. vivisected in that one uh, Jesus. scene you ever seen Event Horizon, Dale? No, I don't think you, I've ever seen it. Why? It's right up your alley. It's a, it's a, the Event Horizon is a spaceship that's testing, well, like faster than light travel, and it actually goes outside the borders of time and space, and it comes back like warped, and it warps yeah. the people oh. in it. It's pretty goofy. You like it. It's, it's, a, it's right up your alley. Mm. It's like, I probably wouldn't now. Probably teenage movies. me, I wouldn't have liked it. Now I would. Teenage me was like looking down on my feet at certain scenes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Criminal. Final Criminal. book club ever. Um, you know, we should say, we, when we announced the end of the show, we said that like weekly episodic paper keg is ending. We can't guarantee 
in any regular fashion, we'll put an episode out. But we'd left the door open. You know, maybe one day we feel the need. We get juiced up with some Papa John's garlic sauce. Fernandez, my favorite PK friend I've made over the last six and a half years. Oh, absolute by far. He hasn't made us pay a dime. He let us use the song every time I play. Remember the uh, video that he like re-recorded, but he was like older. And it looked like he yeah. was in like, you know, like off, off Vegas. And he's like, yeah. he's just kind of like walking, doing his thing, not dancing at all. I mean, that, I guess that's his move. Yeah. He was like uh, on some like Brazilian television <laughs> variety show. <laughs> it was like, he was like, like just him walking around the stage. He was like too tired to like sing the lyrics <laughs> the way they were meant to be sung. Oh my God. Patrick, Patrick Hernandez. Hernandez. Vision. How did we never get him on the show? I feel like it would have been a tough pull. You know what I mean? No way. No, in in mind, body, and spirit, I think above anybody else, Patrick Hernandez, fourth horseman. Oh, Oh, yeah. God. Jesus. If you're out there, Patrick, if you're still listening after all these years, we didn't shut the door. We're still flying, Patrick. We're still out here. We're still flying. spot. It's a privilege. It's not just any spot in the horseman. It's my spot. <laughs> it would be a privilege. <laughs> Kurt Hennig, I offer you this my spot. Kurt Hennig probably hopped up on goofballs in that ring. Tell you what. He uh, pa- did he pass away? Hennig, yeah. Hennig. Mr. Perfect. Oh man. Dead. So, uh, before Patrick uh, hopped in for a spell to say goodbye to us, mm-hmm. you know, regu- we're taking officially the show's over at 300. We might feel excited about something down the line. We might throw out a secret episode. Um, it might happen. So, we have the Patreon. People are, are supporting us and have been kind of supporting us for the past couple of months and that pays for the hosting of the show. Um, so obviously if the official show is ending. You can do whatever you want. You can cancel, you can keep doing it to help pay hosting fees, but you're under no obligation. But I felt right. like I needed to say that. So yeah, guys, uh, you, I mean, you're obviously, if you're, st- we obviously thank you for your patronage, mm. uh, out there. It's been in- incredible, humbling, uh, <laughs> It's been amazing. Um, I think I think the support we've gotten by sheer fact of just putting out a show and not really like interacting with Patreon in any way. 
which is probably maybe a, a downfall, like a like a like a, a tick in the lose column for us. But uh, the fact that you know the people showed up anyway, and they and they uh, subscribed, and uh, it's it was in, an incredible thing for you guys mm-hmm. to do, and we love you for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd probably be dumb to uh, still do that after the show's over. Uh, <laughs> you know, don't be silly. We're not putting out normal regular shows anymore. But we love you. Mm-hmm. You know, make you know? him humble. <laughs> I love you, Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> Macho man, I run the seven. Uh, so letters at paperkeg dot com. Uh, there's probably gonna be a whole other hour of us going through these letters, mm-hmm. Jonesy and Dale uh, hopping all over the the next words through here. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, letters at paperkeg dot com. One final time. listening this is the seven minute version of born to be alive by patrick hernandez coupled along with a dance contest on youtube some gems in there people jonesy if you want to start the letters i'm just going to turn this down yeah i don't i'm going to let it i don't believe you i think that i'm going to start reading a sentence and that's going to be jacked up right back to volume I don't know why you would say that. Okay, here we go. Letter one. I'm about to read, Dale. Get your your volume finger ready. Our first letter of the evening comes us from dear friend of the show, Irrational Beers. Uh, We met Irrational at a BCC, I believe, two years ago. Uh, Great guy. Gave us a patch. That I still have. A nice gift. I, I will cherish it always. Never forget. Uh, he writes to us and says, I can't believe that it's come to this. Soon we shall raise our pints, half in revelry, half in mourning, to a group of phenomenal satirists as we cheer their final curtain, pending that episode 301, The Rock, actually occurs. Uh, you've dedicated... Jade Angelou. <laughs> You've dedicated years of your lives to make each other or make you make each of us laugh, cry, cringe, and contemplate. Ask nothing from your dear followers but to curl up and have a fireside chat. Uh, many of us stood with you as you buried a host. Rest in peace, Mark. Berated a guest host. Eat your own s and die. Uh, failed in the luchador circuit with los mediocridad. Or completely deleted an entire episode, Scotty Young. Uh, we've listened to you become fathers. We've listened to you turn your health around. We've listened to you grow your careers. And we've listened to you use your shirt as a nasal maxi pad. Uh, Jonesy, I still cringe at the thought of a cauterized nose. Uh, cringe, friend. Try having it done to you. Uh, you've taken us to the dark corners with Hasselhoff. Uh, I think he means uh, the Baywatch Nights uh, theme. Uh, you've made us appreciate a five foot seven religious zealot. Uh, 
You've taught us proper hot tub etiquette, uh, which means I, I think uh, sharing your receipts. I think is how you guys put it. Uh, you've <laughs> you introduced us to the musical stylings of Tangerine Dream, The Power Station, and My Morning Jacket. You've enthralled us with your tales of adventure in Rocket League and Titanfall. You've covered some of cinema's hidden gems and even had time to talk about a comic book once in a while. Uh, for this gentleman, we raise our collective glasses and salute you for six-plus years of laughter, learning, and friendship. Uh, fill in Coughlin's Law, Coughlin's Law here, along with an original Flanagan poem. Uh, see you in Baltimore and hopefully many more meetups. Thank you for your sacrifice and astonishing work. And that's from Irrational Beers, uh, one of our friends of the show. Truly great guy. And thank you very much for that letter. Mm. Thanks, Irrational. Um, uh, that'd be great if we saw you in Baltimore. We really appreciate those kind, kind words. And uh, let's keep this train rolling. And we're going to be here all night long. Train kept it rolling all night long. <laughs> Loved by the sun. Cue the bagpipes. Well, let's all come to this. I'll just speak for myself and say that I discovered Paper Keg in July 2014. A time in my life where nothing made sense after a difficult divorce, challenges at work, and general feelings of isolation. Against this backdrop, I discovered this crazy podcast uh, with tagline, Comics and Friendship. I came for the comics and stayed for the friendship. You guys radiate a joy and commitment to yourselves, your families, and each other that is an inspiration to many of us. Having spent the last three years with you as part of my own journey, I find myself married to the love of my life, about to be a dad again this Christmas, and happier than ever. I give no small amount of credit to the many hours spent cracking up to the show and weaving joy back into my life. You guys have a bigger impact than you know. So I'm looking forward to raising a pint with you guys next week as we celebrate what you've created. But for now, as you tap the ultimate breaks, I just want to say thanks for all the laughs and memories. Official show intern, till the very end, Matt H.H. 2014. He's been Time around for breaks. half the show. Glad to have you, Matt H.H., as much as I rib you. Matt H.H. Uh, it's been a true pleasure. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks. Tapping the brakes. Mm. One final time. One <laughs> final time. I promised myself I wasn't going to get emotional, but these letters are getting to me a little bit. Feel free to cut the line out. Uh, <laughs> next uh, letter. Entitled. Editing note, a hard cut of uh, <laughs> a dialogue, one minute, eight seconds slim. Uh, episode 300. Uh, we all love movies. That seems an obvious thing to say about a podcast that reviews movies and always has reviewed movies. <laughs> mm -hmm. But my point is, though Paper Keg is ending, the movies will continue, as will our love for them and each other. I have met many favorite moments from your show over the years. Uh, Dale explaining how he could break the arm of an eight-year-old Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about Simple that. Simple physics. <laughs> Slim taking a poop all over the Batman reboot for 30 minutes before declaring he loved it. Truth. <laughs> uh, jo Jonesy, I don't, I'm not sure I ever said this, but Jonesy saying Johnny Depp could eat S and die after viewing his performance of the Pirates franchise. Oh, uh, my I don't recall that that no. ever happened. 
No, Jonesy, uh, known Johnny Depp despiser. I mean, <laughs> and many more wonderful memories. I wish I could make Baltimore Comic Con next weekend. I hope you find a big enough Apple store for you all to fit in. Uh, though at the same time, we'll be know. having the third unofficial, official PK in the UK meetup at Thought Bubble in Leeds. If anyone out there wants to join in, we will be giving you boys a Viking funeral, cold concrete style. Uh, I compared the finale of Paper Keg to the ending of one of my favorite films, The Truman Show. Uh, enjoy yourselves in the real world, fellas. And in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yours in mm. film and friendship. That's Mr. Dirk. Feel good. And uh, just to circle back, Cold Concrete is a reference to, I think, PK Meetup 2, where Dale got so blasted that he laid on the cold concrete and refused to get up and just wanted to stay there that night. It's so cold. Dale visibly flinching as uh, uh, Jonesy recounted that story. I can remember uh, insisting on uh, chugging that last pint of beer that I think somebody, it was somebody's leftover or might have been somebody's. And I can remember, I can remember somebody telling me not to do that. And I insisted, insisted on doing it. You insisted, not unlike a podcast bad boy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, like whoever didn't stop me, I appreciate everybody for stopping me. I can remember I had to get home the next morning because uh, I had to babysit my kids. My wife was going to some sort of shower, and I had to throw up driving on the way home. <laughs> pull over, throw up out of the side of my car. I mean, let's just peek even further uh, behind the curtain. I couldn't get Dale out of my truck. I had to let him sleep in there. And then I woke up the next morning. He was gone. <laughs> Like a ghost. Wesley! <laughs> Wesley! Wesley! <laughs> Fuck you! Oh my, Dalton. Dalton, I can't believe. Again. <laughs> I think that clip and your impression of Wesley might be my all-time favorite thing to come out of this podcast, audio-wise. <laughs> Wesley! Wesley! <laughs> Fuck you! I gotta work on that last line. I have never imitated that before. Wesley! <laughs> Maybe if I get so drunk, I'll do it in the inner harbor of Baltimore. I'll tread water. There's like a 98% chance of that happening. <laughs> uh, oh my God. God. Classic. Love it. Swayze move. Classic <laughs> Swayze. I might have to listen back to that episode. I feel like that's one of the, yeah. one of the win column. <laughs> yeah. That might be a win column one. One of the, one of the few. Uh, here's a, here's another one. Uh, friends of the show um, from one of the quiet majority Uh, he's written before but uh, we thank him for writing again well gents it's difficult to trying to figure out how to frame this so I'll do my best to keep it simple on 299 occasions the three of you R.I.P. Mark 
kept me company on long drives, jogs on the treadmills, commuting around town, or early mornings before my son is wreaking havoc on our house, who is now almost three, a total sleep terrorist, and driving me to question many of my life's choices. (laughs) Thanks for the chance to be allowed into your conversations. Thanks for the years of humor, debates, and perspectives on many of the properties and topics that I've grown to love myself over the years, even those guilty pleasures like Thunder in Paradise. Slim, sorry we didn't cross paths again at uh, San Diego Comic-Con this year, but look forward to sharing some comic or WWE-related tweets over the coming years. To the Warriors 3 of Paper Keg, adieu and farewell. Thank you. My spot. Let Let us never forget. Wesley! (laughs) Respectfully, uh, at Daver25 on Twitter. That's one Dave G. Uh, Dave G, thank you for the kind words. We love you, and it means a lot that you took time to write us. Dave's one of the good ones. Yeah. Our next letter comes us from friend of the show at the... Jonesy's given one, just the one horseman symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's representing one horseman on his hand there. Fuck you! <laughs> oh my god. Exactly. Coming in exactly, hot. Exactly, Dalton. Coming in hot. Uh, you think just because you have that ri- those that ripped zero body fat. Walk around buck naked with yeah. that doctor. With those, those everlast sweatpants. Just pull himself through his jeans. Size right down. <laughs> Kelly Lynch, <laughs> Kelly Lynch, just just pulsating, trying, grabbing at that, grabbing at that thing like some sort of uh, tremor, feeling the vibrations on the surface of those pants, needing to get at that worm. <laughs> <laughs> was that the? Fir- I mean, was that the first? Uh, uh, or of the most recent episodes where <laughs> what do we call it earlier the sexual something or other you were talking about didn't you have His some sexual vision quest yes yeah, sexual vision quest <laughs> was that the one where you first talked about like pulling it through his jeans <laughs> I mean, sometimes, the, the, uh, sometimes like Michelangelo, the the scene is so clear to my brain, I kind of shut down, and my mouth just describes it for the people, and I don't even need to even think; I just know because it's it's what happened. Uh huh. Ooh, sweating. I'm afraid to continue because <laughs> they'll just bit, like I'll get five words in, and Wesley will just hit me, d slap me across the face. Uh. <laughs> Gentlemen, before time runs out on the PK clock, I just wanted to get a last-minute thank you in for the many laughs you've provided, great discussion you've great discussions you've delivered, and the level of quality you've sustained over the almost 300 episodes I've enjoyed for one of the greatest movie review podcasts out there. Uh, I now wish I had written in more frequently than every 97 episodes or so to show my appreciation. Sorry. Though you may uh, be leaving the airwaves, you're leaving behind a legacy that hopefully other podcasts can come to discover and learn from. Well done. 
to accurately capture my feelings towards the final tapping of the PK brakes to a complete stop, I will paraphrase the legendary musical ensemble Extreme. There's a hole in my podcast app that can only be filled by you. Again, thanks for so many hours of great entertainment, and remember, we're still flying. Sincerely, Steve M, or on the Twitter, at the other Steve underscore M. wasn't a click or pop on your car stereo. That was my left eardrum bursting uh, <laughs> just then. Jonesy threw off his headphones like he just saw a spider inside of them. He's going to need to get it cauterized. Wise. The meeting of all wisdom. <laughs> Sweet songs of youth. The wise. The meeting of all wisdom. <laughs> Sweet songs of you. Sweet songs of you. The wise. Mm-hmm. The meeting of all wisdom. Um, Sweet songs of you. Attention, my other hosts and Paper Cake listening audience. Uh, why did you ever let me take this mixer down? <laughs> the other one back up. Man, I don't know why, Dale. Jonesy, I'm sensing. sensing oh no, you're good. There's there's no <laughs> spidey senses here. You're good. Wesley, <laughs> God. Neighborhood watch is standing outside your uh, window. <laughs> yeah, there, really. Wondering just what's going on. Uh, dearest keggers, allow me to recount my how PK came into my life. It was summer 2013. A gentleman named Dale had emailed my redacted podcast. A redacted addict. Uh, I'll fill in the blanks. He probably didn't know. Uh, Skyrim addict. One of my favorite podcasts of all time. One of my favorite games of all time. One of my favorite podcasts of all time. Skyrim addict. I was stoked to hear from someone local who also podcasted. I then delved into my first PK. Even though I was only a casual comic reader, I was fully drawn in by the friendship of the hosts. Cut to these four plus years later, and I'm broken, heartbroken to see it go. Just one more flap. One more BJ. I keep holding out for more, for hope, but all those things must come to an end. A few quick things before we part ways forever. I I mentioned in Slack how much PK health updates pushed me to get my S together. That and the community, uh, specifically uh, Karate and Ramsden, and with its encouragement and advice as I started out, were major springboards to my current healthier state. If I were not a godless heathen, I would pray that Jonesy finds that work-life balance. Guy's work stories break my heart, and I'd like him to be around for the PK 50-year reunion. Just put up a picture of me. It'll be all right. (laughs) Some uh, day lilies around it. (laughs) Uh, Slim, we'll always have those early morning San Diego Comic-Con runs. Just two, sometimes three men, counting Tim O'Thief. Breezing through the streets of San Diego like Rocky running through the Italian market. 
just glorious memories. Dale, we'll always have that beer we never had while you worked down here. I imagine it was delicious, but you'll always have my Disney travel advice on hand, and hey, maybe a Center City beer one day. Counting on that. Uh, thanks, gents, for facilitating a great community of people. P.S., uh, did Jamesy ever put up that train set I sent him, or is it in a redacted warehouse somewhere just collecting dust? Uh, actually, it that's goes from, under uh, my Christmas tree every year, Fred Meg D. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm. Great and letter. That was, yes, uh, from Ren Mike D., a uh, big friend of the show, podcaster. Uh, he does the Skyrim Addict. Um, he does, uh, he has a little network, uh, the Skyrim. I didn't mean for that to sound like mean. It's not a little network, uh, but it's the uh, ASA podcast network. There's a lot of uh, Fallout 4 talk, a lot of Skyrim, Elder Scrolls talk, and uh, stuff like that. Check it out. We how, love Ren Mike D. How about me running into him in Disney while we were on vacation? Like literally walked into each other in Epcot. How is that even possible without being festival. planned? I don't, I don't know. It was it was serendipitous. Un- unreal. So you kidding me? <laughs> you could have my spot, as they say. <laughs> uh, our next letter comes to us from a friend of the show that it's that's been with us. I want to say from almost the beginning. Uh, the subject line: "This ain't our revoir. It's goodbye." Uh, there's a sad sort of droning from the dial tone at the end of it all, but happiness for the non-trash little people. <laughs> This fall. <laughs> and up at the Twitter, an absurd little Jonesy is popping out to say Colombian 2. Uh, regretfully, they tell us, but firmly they compel us to say goodbye to you. I think this is a poem. I'm just now catching on. Uh, so long, farewell, I'll feed us in. Good night. I hate to go and miss this pretty fight. So long, farewell, I'll feed us in. Adieu, adieu, adieu to you and you and you. So long, farewell, Au revoir, auf Wiedersehen. I like to stay in and taste my first, the champagne of beers. Yes? No, I don't. Is there like, is this a famous this thing? This guy took his. I should be catching on to? It's from the, it's from the sound of music. Oh, man. Uh, taken word for word. My I'll tell bad. you what, Jonesy's uh, local dialect is unrivaled. Not <laughs> <laughs> my, my spot. Uh, Give Slim you is, my spot. <laughs> Slim is glad. It's not just a spot in the horseman. It's not just any spot. It's privilege. It's not a privilege. It's my spot. Kurt Hennig. Listen, uh, very exciting. I'm so sorry it was me that was on the rotation to read this letter. Uh, I feel like I pooped all over it. And you can have the last ever official Jonesy apology. Wow. Uh, we still have like you. 30 letters. You have to do some apologizing. Uh, yeah, actually, that's uh, that's from the hip. I might have to keep apologizing <laughs> later. But one of the final few uh, belong mm-hmm. to you, dear friend. All right, friends. Uh, next up, once more unto the breach, dear friends. As an all-too-new listener, it is with a heavy heart that I give my final correspondence to a show which not only strengthened my love of comic books, but also blossomed and nurtured a strong camaraderie between myself, (laughs) the friends, listeners, and the three amazing hosts. Yeah, fuck Dale, right? (laughs) 
trying to get through some letters. <laughs> Idiot putz asshole shit smear. And no one's even blasting uh, Touched by the Sun at 9,000 decibels while you're trying to read. It will be a privilege. <laughs> If you want to read these letters, I'll let you. I'll let you have just, my spot. <laughs> <laughs> just please say shit smear every day to me until the day I die. You guys did it. You did it well. Congratulations on 300 fantastic episodes. And thank you for taking us on your seven-year journey through comics, movies, and above all else, friendship. On many a drive to work, a run through the park, or a late-night stint with a crying baby... Felt like I was right there along with you chatting about my favorite characters and creators. Thanks for making a phenomenal podcast and for inviting uh, all of us along for the ride. Take a breather, gentlemen. You've reached the finish line and you've earned it. Your friend, Ghost Hunter Dave. And probably Troy to the Max Extreme. If he hasn't already written in, I don't know what he's doing. We're not at the end of the hip. You always got your back like that, Ghost Hunter Dave. And that's what we love about you. Um, thank you for that wonderful letter, mm-hmm. Dave. We appreciate Beautiful. it. And, uh, and uh, like Ghost Hunter Dave and uh, many of these letter writers, we are in the Slack community together, which I think, if anything, will only uh, keep us going in, in mind, body, and spirit. Yep. Our next letter comes to us from also a, uh, a legacy friend of the show been around forever uh under an anchor uh he writes to us i've been sitting here looking at my phone trying to think of something to say and all i can think of is thank you thank you for the years of entertainment thank you for shaping my personal comic tastes and buying habits thank you for the ricos thank you for the kegisms that have slipped into my everyday speech such as babe idiot f Jonesy Math, and my new favorite, but yet to be used, Brown Tubes. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for hashtag the flap. Thank you for your personal phone numbers so that I can call for a shoulder to lean on when I'm dry heaving over by a bathtub drain while trying to fix an ungodly clog of angel hair pasta, peep, and coffee grinds. Uh, Dale's still waiting for that return call, hun. Thank you for... (laughs) Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the support you give me throughout my budding career as an artist. Uh, each purchase, shout out, like, and retweet has made me feel like a million god d dollars, and I'm extremely thankful. Uh, I felt PK the year I decided to start drawing and take a whack at being a comic artist, and here we are now at episode 300, and next month I'll celebrate the release of Kid Sherlock Volume 1, my first published trade paperback. Uh, I swear to you, that's not a shameless plug. There were just many, many, many times I was up until the wee hours of the morning scribbling away with only the sounds of you three in my ears to keep me company. Uh, I feel as though you've been with me every step of the way, and I'd be lying if I said I wasn't just a tiny bit emotional that this is the last episode. Who am I kidding? You'll be back in a couple weeks to review the new U2 album. I just need to hold out a little longer, and I'll be fine. Uh, December 1st. Uh, not that we're counting. Lastly, I'd like to say thank you for putting me in contact with some mighty fine people like Karate Chop, Mr. Pope, one alias Jim Lynn, uh, Chucky Forsman, Matt Double H, 
Troy to the Max, Nieto NMS, and that Sweetie Pie Catcher. Being part of the PK community has been a real treat, and I hope to see at least some of you, if not all, in person at a con or at a PKQ3 meetup in the future. What an epic run. I freaking love you guys. Thanks again. That got me right there. Thanks again for producing my favorite podcast, Sean. Uh, P.S. Before I forget, little known cinema fact, but Idris Elba was in early talks to play Master Chief in the Halo movie. Mm. Just kidding. He probably would have done it anyway, though. Right, Dale? Shit on his face. Oh, yeah. Idris. What a shit smear. Poop dick. Check at the the amount of number of zeros after that five. It's three. Welcome to our movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'd love to do it. How much are you going to pay me again? Zoe! It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'll do it. Poor Idris. Amazing letter, Sean. I yeah. the the I mean the the part about him. Uh, he found the show and he started drawing, and now he's got a trade out. Soon, it's incredible. I mean, the single it's issues incredible. have been out. Amazing. He's an amazing cartoonist. I hope he never stops. Yeah. Sean, if you're listening, I hope you never stop. You're a very talented under person. Yeah, when, uh, under an anger, we love you, and uh, you've you've bled, you've put your heart and soul into uh, that that work. Keep it up. Um, you're going to do great things, my friend. Next up, staring down the darkness. Well, frig me. As episode 300 wraps, I'm going to have a, to fight the urge to take a Prince Joffrey nosedive off the parking garage. <laughs> it's Prince Tommen, uh, friend, but that's, that's fine. I discovered Paper Keg in early 2015 through a casual reference on Slim's work podcast. Oh, rest in peace. Oh, the the popular one we call it around here at the office. Yeah. I'm so grateful that there was a casual reference on that show. It's very nice. <laughs> I, felt- I was quickly hooked on your amazing show that consistently delivered genuine camaraderie, good humor, and solid comics chatter. I mainlined the back catalog, and along the way, I read dozens of awesome books I would never have known existed without the podcast. I offer deep, deep gratitude for those introductions. No exaggeration to say my comics life is richer for it. Your friendship is the of the highest kind. True pals just keeping it reels by taking the piss out of each other while serving up recommendations on a silver platter of joy and goodness. Comics and friendship indeed. Let's not focus on how the word world turned so hot to a hot steaming shiz since those heydays. Rush quit touring. Prince died. Bowie died. America pooped out a new president. We stand on the brink of nuclear Armageddon with North Korea. And the world is now primed for a slow devolution into a Mad Max-style hellscape where the searing sun will melt our faces off like Belloc opening (laughs) the ark. Or we'll drown like a DOS boot midshipman as rising sea levels swallow us up. The announcement of the demise of the podcast fits right in with this tide of bad news. But let's stay positive. Indiana, this is history. (laughs) I'm holding out tiny hope you're trolling us all with this retirement thing, but I suspect not this time. I can't let you ride off without joining my voice to the chorus of others offering hearty thanks for the endless hours of excellent free entertainment. I'll miss the show deeply, 
but I get it. Duty calls and nothing lasts forever. Make your lakes, may your lakes be clear and still. Godspeed. Stay golden pony boys. <laughs> Art of ATL on the Twitters. One of the best Twitter accounts, hands down. Absolutely. I thought his name was Art. I didn't even know his name was Sean. Sean? I thought you were I, Art. I also thought he was Art. Pony boy. Sense. Pony boy. Y'all got him right, Davey. Yeah. God, he was awful. <laughs> oh, oh God, here we go. Letter. God, they just, they just, they just, the quality somehow gets even better one after another. I don't think I can thank you three enough. Not enough for all the time you have taken to make paper keg. Not enough for the energy, hard work, and care you put into the podcast over the last six years. Well, at least the first couple years. The last few years, you've kind of phoned it in, but still, I thank you. Uh, I can't name everything, but I'm going to try. Thank you for the entertainment, laughs, the parting of the kimonos, the hard R's, the Desiree, the Comixology disclaimers, uh, disclaimer, Slim works for Comixology. Uh, not that he ever mentioned us on his show, but uh, the redacted, to your point, uh, man, there has to be a smash cut, super cut out there of all of us saying to your point. Uh, the news segment, rest in peace. The eat your own S and die. We're still out here flying. Jonesy Math, born to be alive. Peak human condition. <laughs> Forgot about that <laughs> one. Uh, my morning jacket, the fireside. Uh, Dale's baby feet uh, that he moccasins he stole from a child's <laughs> diorama. Of, uh, that is not in the letter. <laughs> that is not in the letter. That is not in the letter. Our Lord and Savior, Jostice, the backpedaling, Tom Cruise, Rucka Keg, the lightning round, uh, the name five, Slan Dot, the reign of the replacement hosts, Street Sweeper Social Club, Vampiro, uh, Get Out of Here, You Stink, the Scott Snyder Book Clubs, and much, much more. Uh, there's a lot for you three to be proud of, but the most important is the slack. Uh, the community that your podcast brought together is awesome. A great group of people, a real salt of the earth type. And they all came together because of you. Uh, that is something to be proud of. I know I'm proud to be included. Uh, BBC will truly be a great time to be alive. Sadly, due to Hurricane Irma, it looks like I might not get to go. And it really hurts, but hopefully there will be a Q318 of some kind. I didn't know he, he had to change his plans. Uh, I could go on on and on, but I'll end this by saying legends can now be, can be now and forever, and you guys are legends. Uh, you are the podcast we needed, but not the one we deserved. Uh, your friend, Caleb V, and uh, Postscript, special shout out to Chuck Forsman and Mikey P. Both of them did something extremely nice for me, and I'll never forget it. Thanks, guys. Uh, you know what's been amazing, before we continue, what's been amazing to me is watching uh, listener friendships develop like mm -hmm. people like people mm -hmm. do things good things for other people and are now friends with each other just because they listen to us yucks slam each other for what's got to be almost 400 hours you know yeah I never even thought of the hour god I wonder yeah. what the hour length is I don't know it's amazing if Dale had his way it would be like 900 hours <laughs> sometimes sometimes people like to think about your opinion as being a valid one. 
<laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> Next letter. Can't believe I forgot one. How did I forget to mention the one and only Mr. Dirk Feelgood? Holy crap. I hope, snuck, I hope I snuck this in one in there before you closed up the letters uh, under an anchor. You did sneak it in there just in time uh, because I was definitely not reading, done reading by the time you read, wrote this letter <laughs> and sent it in. So you're good. Made Dirk it. Feelgood, obviously on all of our lists. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Love that dude. I was thinking, uh, you know, I was just, you know, off the cuff one day. Dirk Feelgood, famous professional wrestler. Um, what if he turned, like, when you go bad, is it turn heel? Mm-hmm. What if he turned heel? He was Dirk Feel Bad. <laughs> That's what I thought one of these times. Well, once we, uh, you know, get the band back together, Los Mediocridad, mm-hmm. oh, we fly out there for training. Yeah. We could talk about it. Yeah. Talk about the game plan. Talk about storylines. Mm-hmm. Talk you know? shop. Get our costumes. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing the Four Horsemen thing again. FYI. <laughs> FYI. I think we know that you just feel like the energy like wafting. Uh, fellas, congrats on a great run. And thank you for all the years of great comic book, uh, I mean, movie reviews. Uh, even if this is it, and none of you ever podcast again, at least we could dig back into the archives. Uh, that is, unless you decide to burn it all, leaving us with only our memories, uh, broken hearts, and the hope of someday playing a game of Titanfall or Rocket League with y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not too late, or if it's not too late, excuse me, and you haven't already done this, how about doing a quick seance to reconnect with your long-dead but not forgotten fourth co-host, have a great life, Lumberjack Nick. P.S. Should have ended the podcast with reading the entirety of Cerberus as that comic ended on 300 as well. And this is kind of uh, kooky, but I thought we would at least get a letter that had to, like a recommendation in it for our next book club. I thought it was going to happen at some point. <laughs> right. Like they weren't paying attention. Oh, yeah. God. Cerberus. Uh, Cerberus is one that I was curious about doing. Um, I feel like there's some sort of cult of Cerberus mm-hmm. and I you know I was curious to see what it was all about uh, thank you that's Lumberjack Nick on the uh, Twitter sketch at Sketch Wars I believe is uh, is his other, other his other account where he sketches Star Wars it's great and we love Lumberjack Nick we love Star Wars next up love you guys mean it from Jonesy Loves beer fan club member number one of question mark (laughs) that's from uh that is from super legacy friend of the show don garvey emailing Mm -hmm. in from the echo rift yeah the beta guy went off the face of the earth hey man you know he burned it all down bless burned it all down taste change people uh people get into different things yeah wish i I could just shut it all off you know enter the void Yeah. Stop the voices. Stop the responsibility. <laughs> you know? How are you how are your uh your guys' throats doing? You want me to tag in on any of these? You feeling okay? I I got a couple more Get left some in water. This one. There's about nine or what? ten. <laughs> Wesley! He's throwing the body into the lake with him. The dead body. 
Hey, Dalton, what was that? What were you saying to me? Oh, my God. Dalton. Never thought. I just asked you what you said. Oh, my God. Didn't know. Oh, holy smokes. Gents, this is tough. It came too fast. When I first heard the threat of being done at 300, I thought I'd have more time. (laughs) But here we are. Here I am, crying McConaughey style at the thought of having this hole in my life now. What could fill it? Tell me, Wesley! Uh, I tried my best to try... And make it to Baltimore Comic Con. Bloody nose. What is this? Kelly Lynch is running away. This is the part of the show where we uh, we just watch Dale watch uh, Roadhouse. Hopping into the lake. What was that, Jonesy? Jonesy, what did you Oh my gosh. Dalton. Dalton. You're a cooler, man. You gotta keep it cool. Jonesy is now licking the outside of his bottom lip. He's so <laughs> perturbed. No, this is cool. This is all I pictured that 300 would be. Uh, <laughs> I tried my best to try and make it to Baltimore Comic Con, but daycare is expensive, so I hope I can possibly live through... Everyone with a possible follow-up show just reminiscing about the good times they had. Uh, Whether it be the possible trolling of Slim ordering Papa John's into a vegan restaurant or Jonesy proving his worth puts Matt HH in some kind of wrist clutch suplex after HH schedules more items to an agenda. I would even love a story where you guys get kicked out of the Sheridan bar because Dale is describing some love scene. (laughs) <laughs> with hardly medically accurate details. <laughs> Whatever the case may be, I want to hear it. Uh, regardless, I just wanted to write in one last time to tell you I really enjoyed the show and will genuinely miss it in my feed. Not only did you have the movies and comics, but you had each other and you had us. And please insert more McConaughey crying. Uh, thanks for the good times. That's Troy to the Max Extreme. Uh, postscript, this should have been played over the Dewey Cox song, It's a Beautiful Ride. Uh, just a, uh, He has a great show called The Review Review Podcast, where recently on air he had to put uh, a piece of wood into the other host's mouth so he wouldn't swallow his tongue. He was uh, word essing on the Defender so bad. So, JT, if you're out there, I hope you're medically okay that a defibrillator wasn't used because of the stroking out you were doing. When it came to reviewing Marvel's The Defenders, we're all pulling for you here at the Paper Cake offices. Mm-hmm. Uh, we passed around a card. We've signed it for you. And I'm just, I just, yeah, that pause so. was, I was just hoping for a Wesley in there at some point. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I'm, I'm sorry, Jonesy. Troy to the I was Max looking down. Extreme. Troy to the Max Extreme. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, uh, one of our more recent friends, I can remember Jonesy and I listening to his podcast while up in coal country mm-hmm. together, mm. driving around, listening, back when it was an audio-only kind of thing, you know? Mm. Uh, 
Thank you. Uh, dearest paper keg. I was hoping I could find a way to be super witty or point out a great moment from previous shows that would spur some great honor and laughter, but I find it hard to single one out. So I just wanted to thank you all for the audible enjoyment you have provided for your listeners. Many of my runs and commutes have been powered by your discussions and friendly banters. Also, thanks to y'all, I have encountered many other people on Twitter that I would have never interacted with before. I even met the classiest of gents, Mr. Karate Chop, who I wouldn't have without y'all. See, told you. Letter star, Karate Chop. I wish you all the best in what's to come and hope that one day I will actually be able to attend a PK reunion slash meetup. If you ever find yourselves between Nashville and Birmingham, please don't hesitate to holler and you'll have a pint on me. Thank you, Slim. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Mark. Rest in peace. Last but not least, thank you, Nominity. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, thank you, Jonesy, and allowing me to troll you one last time. Much love, Ramsden. Ramsden. Legacy friend. Ramsden. Class act. Great, fa- great looking family. He's got his, uh, his wife always likes my uh, pictures of my kids. Thanks, little oh, gal. It's, it's always very kind of you. Mm. Mm. Ramsden uh, is a very uh, special person. We love him. It's one of the good ones. Win column for Ramsden. <laughs> Slim, would you like to read one? You can, sure. If you want. <clears throat> Go ahead. Slim, I mean, this is episode 300. One, f- one final time, you know? Hashtag last ride. Take her. Hashtag thank you, Ticker. Hashtag thank you, Ticker. <laughs> Subject line under the wire. Enforcement hands up. <laughs> hey, Keggers. I've been meaning to write in for a couple years now, and with this being the last chance to do so, I'll abandon my hopes to craft the perfect zinger and keep it as brief as I can. I was a nerd cast listener back in the day, but drifted off when comics became my main focus. I re-entered the fold by chance with an episode of The Flap. With my first PK episode, 164-0, I found myself instantly a comics reader, in large part because of the enthusiasm packed in every show before and since. Mm. A million thanks for the years of laughs and recos. You've been an important beacon of stability through some big life events. If we ever cross paths, the five-hour energies, Diet Dr. Pepper's, basement scotches in solo cups are on me and that's adam uh affer malantonio on twitter p.s pk flea market wrestling meetup 2k18 i remember he hit us up uh when that like wrestling event was happening in philly we couldn't make it happen for some reason i can't remember why pps I'll always mourn the lack of a bitch planet and later zero volume, uh, later zero volumes book clubs and the fabled hotel room debacle episode. Man, I haven't forgot about that. God. I thought about that in years. Good lord. Uh, that that what, night. What con was that? Near Comic Con? Yeah. We also, a like, photo of me and five Foster oil cans. I believe still oh, around yeah. the internet somewhere. My God. I find yeah, that, that was a travesty that New York Comic Con, uh, whatever that was, <laughs> what a show, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. it was an art piece. <laughs> yeah. 
It was awful. Slim threw his wedding ring into the traffic. Somebody went and got Man. it for him. Oh, yeah. At Matt Lauer saving uh, the ring from Total Darkness. Somehow he saw it glimmering. Uh, it's my absolute honor to read this next letter. Mm. Uh, well, here we are, peeps. End of the line. The last rodeo. The cookie has crumbled. I know I mentioned it before, but when I started listening to a little show called The Comics Podcast, I never imagined we'd end up here. 300, hashtag, give or take, 20 episodes, four kids born, the death of a host, recipes mark, and countless other milestones later. It all comes down to this. Man, what a time to be alive. I could sit here and fill this letter up with a bunch of old callbacks like Columbus, Boom Headshot, Boo Richard, or, or bring up old jokes about apologizing to Mark, recipes Mark, for never mind. <laughs> or joking about how Jane Z works at Redacted. Hold on, let me try that again. Redacted. Well, wow, that's weird. Uh, maybe I could bring up uh, Grammanimal or, or Bouty Short Ladies or Robin Williams, recipe Mark, recipes Mark. How about how I make Slim name five good drawings by Rob Liefeld? Uh, see, I knew you couldn't do it. Uh, in all seriousness, boys, I know I haven't been around much lately, but that has not changed my love for you. I'm sure all of the extended PK family agrees with me when I thank you for all the years of entertainment you've given us. When I say family, I really mean it. You guys brought a lot of people together. All proud to be PK for life. Sort of like the NWO, but with fewer people being spray painted black. Uh, hashtag no offense, Mark. Uh, I'm going to end this before it gets too out of control. Uh, it's been an honor, boys. Thank you for everything. My brothers, my captains, my kings. With love, at former letter king, Dragonfro. Mm. And as a bonus, he actually uh, included the first letter he ever wrote at episode 50. And he writes, hey, fellas, first off, congrats on 50 episodes. I wasn't sure how things were going to go after Mark left. Hashtag restofpeakmark.com. It looked like some dark days were coming. No offense, Mark. Refrigerator the replacements <laughs> has been fantastic. Secondly, sad to hear about the end of Paper Keg. It was my second favorite podcast right after Basscast. I am also looking forward to the pen and paper keg with superfan Beth Corto. In all seriousness, love the show. You guys are great, and I hope there are many more shows in the wind column to come. Postscript, book club suggestions, Avengers Forever. It can be a bit wordy and crazy, but I still love it today. And he actually signed it Dustin. That's how far, that's how long oh, ago it was. Boy. Wow. Before he became Dragon Fro, a.k.a. letter writing king, mm -hmm. king of the letter writers. Mm. Thanks, Dragon Next Fro. Up. We're nearing the end. We don't have to scroll anymore to get through the letters in our in our inboxes. Uh, time to cut the rope. Slim, thank you. Jonesy, thank you. Dale, thank you. That's all I'm illegally allowed to say because my last goodbye message was an audio track so long and poorly recorded that Slim had to save the show by talking over it. I love you guys. Thanks for all the memories. Catcher. Ugh. Cuts the rope and drops the mic. I don't even remember the the audio file that he's mentioning. I must have blocked it out. 
<laughs> it was that bad. Catcher, we love you. Uh, thank you for the well wishing. We will see you in Slack. You know, I actually went into the archives uh, because I feel like we owe a special debt of gratitude to Catcher for designing the current logo, previous logos, drawings of us, Twitter avatars, you name it. Uh, his first letter was sent in July 2011. Oh my Holy God. Holy smokes. So uh, four months after the first episode, so four months into the show. Um, I just recently started following the podcast religiously. Now I haven't rated you guys on iTunes, but it will be a perfect score. The best podcasts make you feel like you're a part of the discussion, and I constantly find myself laughing out loud or wholeheartedly agreeing with the empty space in my car as I drive listening to the show. So thank you for giving me another reason to keep reading. Uh, he goes on to uh, talk about Grant Morrison, so maybe I'll spare Jonesy. Oh, thank God. Uh, the rest of that. But um, Catcher's a great dude. Thanks so much uh, for everything you've done for the show. I, I got a great Catcher yeah. story. Uh, there was one, I don't know if Dale was either for a Christmas gift or a birthday gift for Dale, but I had this wild hair uh, up my butt about getting Dale an old-fashioned tin sign for Ragams, his uh, fake product that he pitched where he would just have a uh, like a tissue box of ether-soaked rags. So when his kids would get out of control, he would just uh, drug them into sleep. So I pitched this to Catcher, I feel like two in the morning. He responded right away uh, via text, and he had a mock-up ready the next day. And I was able to put that on a tin sign for Dale and had it sent to him for his birthday. And, uh, I mean, the guy is just amazing. You know what I mean? It, was, I feel like I've known him my whole life. He was with us at uh, Q316. A delight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah, he was. He was the, the one that circle. convinced Karate Chop not to let me die on the open water. So I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> That's true. You owe Catcher your life. I, re- I really do. I think you said that to him before, and Catcher was like, it would be a privilege. <laughs> now, this is not just an invite to for a spot or this spot or any spot. I'm going to give you my spot. <laughs> I mean, two hours in the show, I'll finally tell people to YouTube search Arn Anderson, my spot, and then you'll get all the jokes we've been making for two hours. <laughs> uh, next up, never enough time, as as per quoted uh, Jessica Spano, high on <laughs> caffeine pills. I don't have time to even craft a heartfelt letter about how much fun the show has been as my son is currently throwing trains off his bunk bed. I started listening to the podcast when I mowed the lawn. Now I don't mow the lawn anymore. I pay some guys for that. <laughs> time Things change. We change. But we don't have to say goodbye. You created a great community. Thanks for becoming internet friends. We never have to say goodbye. Or talk about Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> Thank you for your friendship and the friendship of the community. Love, Timo Thief. Known, uh live podcast and uh listener and replier too. Mm-hmm. He will uh 
he will uh, melt us from the inside out slack listening live to a show make you humble us. I, uh, also nobody gets Jonesy's goad on uh, Titanfall 2 quite like one Timo thief oh yeah he definitely peppers in the right combination of words that gets my heart rate and, to a respectful rate goad been a while since we played Titanfall. We'll never play again. God, it's been it's been an age. Maybe one final time this weekend or something. Uh, yeah. Our next letter from Gosh, Jonesy's out. Jonesy's no. out. <laughs> he says to a G five, "Get out of here." Uh, <laughs> oh my god! The next letter. I mean, to understand how much I love the next. What a writer. It can't be described in a podcast. This guy is this, what they call hashtag the truth. Uh, everybody watch his forthcoming Netflix show. Uh, it's going to be Bananas Awesome. Oily Comics. Google it. It's Charles Forsman. Chuck, we're doing the horseman symbol for you right now. You can't Chuck, see it. Do it. Chuck, right now in the car where you're listening, put up those four fingers. You're the put fourth the horseman. Hand. Uh, the fifth, Chuck. you know, <laughs> if Karate Chop's the fifth beetle, Charles Forsman's the sixth beetle. Let's be honest. Uh, he writes, am I too late? Just wanted to say I love you guys. See you in Baltimore. <laughs> Thanks for all the laughs, Chuck. I want this music playing as we enter Baltimore. <laughs> right. Slow-mo. We, like, wait for everybody else to, like, clear, like, to, to not block the doors, and then anybody behind us has to wait behind us mm-hmm. until we walk through. And then we could, like, walk in. Yeah. Charles Forsman, I'm glad you were not too late. Thank you for the letter. The fourth horseman. Chuck Horseman. Guys, we got one letter left. Oh, uh, before you do that, sorry, I I actually went and looked and found Chuck's first letter, too. Uh, I won't read the whole thing. It was uh, 2014. God, we probably just reviewed his uh, book. And I probably lambasted it. He says, hey, boys, Chuck Forsman here. I've been meaning to write oh. in and let you know that you have officially been adopted into my life and routine. Ever since I listened to the episode where you talked about my comic book for the book club, <laughs> The End of the Effing World, I found myself unable to down- to stop downloading more episodes. Uh, there was also, I just chuckled at his, his one after this. It was the same year. Uh Chuck Forsman here. Just wanted to drop a line because I love hearing my name on the show and it's been too long since I've been mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Next one. I might hug that guy at Baltimore. Just to let you know, it's coming, Chuck. You might get a certified Gen Z hug. And then maybe a wrist lock. (laughs) (laughs) Hug into a reversey into a, some sort of submission. That's actually how we talk. We call it a reversey on the mat. You could have hit me with a reversey, babe? Maybe. Yeah, Yeah. no, because I'm not an asshole. I take, <laughs> I take my part seriously. 
Jonesy's luck, he would like do a move on Chuck and it'd be his drawing hand and he would break it. And then and Chuck would, would be like rid the world really of his uh, talent. Shape. We were just playing, we were just goofing around. Uh, whenever Dale just told does him. an impression of me, I sound like the biggest twat on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I wasn't even technically a, a, an impression. I don't have to defend myself. <laughs> Hot one. It just wouldn't be a real ending without a final hot one. That's right. Bringing it back one last time. Nothing else to say. See you on the flip side, peeps. At take a shot every time you cry listening to this fro. Mm. Just like the old days Gosh. when he would uh, send in one final letter as we were wrapping up our uh, not even live recording. Uh, it's like he's got a man on the inside. He like asks, are you still yeah. recording? Are you still recording? I got time. And the person on the inside, I don't know who it is, gave him like a thumbs up or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably got he's he's got some sort of a a guy planted rear window style across from Jonesy's backyard. <laughs> Cause uh and he's like binoculared in through the back through the through the windows there. Oh jeez. This is it. This is the That's end. It, boys. Probably the last time we'll ever speak to each other. I mean, let's be real. Let's be honest with each other. Let's not. Let's cut to the chase. Let's get down to brass tacks. Let's cut to the real chase here. <laughs> uh, listen. All the letters said exactly the same thing that I've been thinking. You know, we we started this show because we were cocky. Were past tense. Um, we're still cocky, <laughs> but we thought we could do it better than everyone else. And I think we did. But out of that came something that I wasn't expecting was this great community. Not like a community. I don't like saying community because we're all friends. But we, we like create, we had a bunch more friendships that I don't think we were expecting. Like real life friends that we'll text and we'll, we want to hang out with. We don't live in the same area. Um, but we're going to be friends for life. And I, I'm just really tickled about that. Yeah, Slim, to your point, uh, Katie asked me right before we recorded, you know, are you happy, excited, sad it's ending? And I, I, I told her, yeah, I was sad that it's ending, but uh, I think the best part about it is all the people that I've become close with over, over the last seven years that are my friends i mean they're not listeners anymore yeah they're not even just friends of the show they're my friends and uh it's hard to put a value on it because that kind of interaction is priceless and it's been a absolute honor for people to not only let us into their lives you know, with, with all the ups and downs someone goes through in their life. Uh, but to have the, it's, it's hard to reach out to somebody, right? You know, and to feel comfortable with us, you know, that they listen to every week or however they consume the show, to feel so comfortable or we made them feel so comfortable not to sound obnoxious that they felt it was okay to interact with us and we were able to build friendships out of that is really a really amazing thing if you stop for just a second and look at it. You know, with all the bullshit 
that's on the internet and all the crap that's out there and all the two-faced people that are on the internet and do podcast entertainment to kind of be able to step through that meat curtain and find the good stuff and to really develop long-lasting friendships. I don't, it's not just rare, it's precious. And uh, I'm glad to be just a small part of that. Yeah, the, uh, like, <clears throat> I mean, we have the paper keg slack. I don't see it going away, not with the friendships that we've formed. I think we're too close together to not uh, interact with each other at least once a day over that thing, uh, no matter what's going on in our lives. Um, this podcast is probably, it's, uh, you know, one of the longest things I've ever been a part of with my two friends. You guys, I love you guys. Anytime you want to mic up for whatever reason. Horseman hands. He, us three. Uh, I feel like with us three behind it, we could do anything. Uh, thanks to the people we met. Thanks, you guys, for listening for whatever the heck we were talking about for 300 plus episodes plus uh, some uh, failed spinoffs. <laughs> <laughs> And don't forget to check out Paper Cake West, right? I mean, listen, <laughs> oh, the yeah. Tom Cruise podcast, we had two episodes of Cocktail. Yeah. I don't, that's never officially been uh, said it's over. So it's not over. It's hope. That's, that's always hope for yeah, that. Yeah. We could, we could do that at any time. We could do 300 episodes of the Tom Cruise podcast. <laughs> you watch. <laughs> I mean, the stated goal of that show is to get Tom on. And at some point, he'll be doing marketing for a movie. He's going to need the help. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it'll be mm -hmm. a low-budget uh, uh, movie from his heart. And he needs, you know, our help. And we'll be there every step of the way, Tom. He's probably got Catcher's uh, uh, album art as his phone <laughs> wallpaper. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, thanks to you guys. Obviously, the show wouldn't have been entertaining at all if it wasn't for you two. You're, you know, my closest friends. Um, you know, we we'll st we're still gonna. It's not like we're never. It's not like we're saying goodbye to each other. But I think it's worth thanking the both of you for being such good people and being hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, that means a lot. I mean. I just did I I think the rec we recognize even unspokenly so we have a dynamic it's special we make magic together it's not I will miss uh seeing your guys' faces on a computer screen live uh friends if you out if you out there have friends that you haven't uh talked with in a while uh, tr recommend getting on Skype or Google Hangouts and just uh, seeing their faces and interacting mm -hmm. with them that way. It does the heart a world of good. You guys do my world a world of good. I, uh, I entered into Paper Keg with two friends, and I think I left with two best friends. And there's a... Uh, usually at this point, I would say something long-winded but I think you both know how I feel. Thanks, guys. This is not goodbye, as Tim O'Thief said.
you can always take my spot. It's been a privilege. (laughs) (laughs) Dalton, we just did 300 episodes of Paper Keg, man. What are you even thinking in your head right now about us? Oh my god, Dalton. Inappropriate, you animal. Cool.